Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Having a baby can change your body in all kinds of ways. There's the extra bumps, sagging skin, but sometimes the changes cause pain or real embarrassment. Sneha Wadwani is a GP and a mum of two girls aged five and seven. She's passionate about helping women who might be silently suffering from post-pregnancy injuries. Today, we're talking about prolapse. Hi, Sneha. How Hi. are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. So let's define these terms. What is a prolapse? Well, I suppose the definition of a prolapse doesn't mean much to most women, um, but it is a bulging of the pelvic organs into the vagina. So things like the bladder, the back passage, so the rectum, and the uterus and cervix. Instead of staying up where it's supposed to be, it falls down into the vagina. And women will often notice a bulge in the vagina. And you've mentioned part of what I was going to ask for the next question, but what does it feel like? Does that hurt? Does it? So for some women, it does hurt. They may get low back pain and not realise what's happening in the vagina and a, a sort of chronic ache that is worse towards the end of the day or when they've been standing for long periods. We see this a lot in women who've just had a baby. So they've been lifting the baby, bending over quite a lot, not sitting down as much as they perhaps used to. Uh, And obviously the tissues and things in the vagina have been influenced by hormones during pregnancy. So prolapse is more common then. So yes, some women get pain and discomfort. Some women notice sexual dysfunction. So when they're having intercourse, either their partner notices something that's not quite right, or their sensation might be different. And other women notice problems with passing urine or going for a poo really um, that the urine won't come out properly sometimes it might spray uh, or they can't open their bowels properly so although the poo is nice and soft it just won't come out in the way they think it should and can it be treated because when uh, we first mentioned we were going to talk about this what came to my mind was all those awful stories about the vaginal mesh and how these women are suffering terribly post-treatment. Um, is that what was happening? Were they trying to treat prolapses when they used the vaginal mesh? Absolutely. They were also trying to treat incontinence using those mesh um, procedures as well. Um, I think the mesh situation is a little bit controversial and quite difficult to talk about uh, because of the class action and the investigations going on. However, mesh procedures are just one part of treatment and there's lots of others. I have a lot of experience in working with doctors who've used mesh procedures and my advice with that really is go to a doctor who does it very often, who does it all the time, who's been using meshes for a long time and is expert in using them. I think some of the issues that arose may have been with doctors who weren't that experienced in using them. There are risks as there are with any operation um, but they done well they can be almost curative. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP and a mum of two girls, and we're talking about prolapse. So when Sneha comes in, we talk about injuries that women might 
have after pregnancy and childbirth. And these injuries might be stuff that people aren't talking about, that people keep silent about, and they can be treated. And prolapse is one of those things. Um, do people recognize prolapse? Or, I mean, how we talked about how you might feel the sensation, but in past interviews, we've also spoken about how after babies, many of us go, oh, well, downstairs ain't what it used to be. Do people also accept that there's something strange going on, but don't do anything about it? Quite definitely with prolapse. Um, often this is partly because when you've had your baby, you know, the bowels and bladder don't function as they did beforehand anyway. So there is a period of adjustment as the hormones settle down and as things go back into their normal position. But equally, the libido falls. And because of that, women aren't using the vagina in the way they used to. And so they may not necessarily notice that there are bulges and bumps in places that there weren't before. So that definitely means that women don't necessarily notice all of the issues going down, going on down there. On top of that, I think they come to expect that sex won't feel like it used to and that that's something they should just accept. But often with things like that, there's lots we can do to help. Certainly if there's a prolapse, we talked earlier about surgical options, but there's lots of conservative options as well. So does that involve physio? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so for mild and moderate uh, prolapse, physio can be really useful. And certainly in the early stages, if we pick it up quickly, intensive physiotherapy uh, can really reverse some of those changes. Also, we can use some lotions and potions down there that have estrogen in them to help tighten up the skin tissue and build integrity in the muscles. But also we have supporting devices, which in the immediate postnatal uh, time, we can insert into the vagina to support the prolapse while a lady goes away and does the physiotherapy to help get things back to normal. And the first port of call for someone, is it their GP or do you go to a gynaecologist? I think it's difficult. If you've got a GP who's interested in women's health and is experienced, then that's the perfect person for you because you've already got a relationship with them. I think even if you need a referral on, it's worthwhile going and talking to your GP prolapse, incontinence and all the other problems that follow childbirth often have effects that are beyond the physical, so psychological and social. And I think having a good relationship with your GP means that they should know about those things too because they may affect other aspects of your life. So yes, some some ladies may need a referral on if their GP's not experienced, but um, other GPs are quite happy to fit supporting devices, recommend certain exercises, and monitor and follow up the progress. Sneha, it's so interesting. Thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. That's Sneha Watwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls.